Welcome to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 113 of the podcast. And in this edition of the podcast, I'm talking about one of the most complicated and polarizing figures in the history of Major League Baseball and the New York Mets. I'm talking about Mets outfielder, Ioannis Cespedes. As most people know, unless you've been living under a rock, Cespedes unceremoniously opted out of the baseball season in the middle of the Mets playing the Braves. He did not report to the game earlier that day, and then later, while the game was going on, the Mets found out that Cespedes had opted out of the season. So many people have opted out of the baseball season that nobody would have cared if he had done it earlier. But the fact that he did it without telling the team, it has now made Cespedes even more of a polarizing figure than he already was. I mean, there have been some pretty remarkable ups and downs of the career of of Yoannis Cespedes. Let's look at the career. He's hit 165 home runs. He has a 273 career batting average. He's a two-time All-Star. He's won a gold glove and he's won a Silver Slugger award. And oh, by the way, that's in only eight Major League Baseball seasons. This guy came right out of the gate for the Oakland A's and was a premier player. Remember those A's teams? I love them. They had Josh Donaldson. They had traded for John Lester. They had Yoannis Cespedes. And then he had short stints with the Red Sox and the Tigers. And then he was traded to the New York Mets midseason. And he was a hero for that half a season. This is the 2015 stats with the Mets. 16 homers and 61 RBIs in only 57 games. And led the team to within one game of winning a World Series title. This guy was exactly what the New York Mets needed at the time. This is around the time when they had just lost David Wright. They had Matt Harvey. They had Noah Syndergaard. They had Jacob DeGrom in the wings. They had so much young pitching, but they needed a star position player, and David Wright wasn't there anymore. Jose Reyes wasn't there anymore. They needed a superstar player. You could make the argument that at the time they got Cespedes, they had the best baseball player in New York City, somebody no one even the Yankees had. And during that run, they also had Daniel Murphy come out of nowhere and finally live up to his potential. And then that offseason, of course, Daniel Murphy goes. But then that next season, Yoannis Cespedes gets even better in 2016. He hits 31 home runs. And then the issues really start happening because Yoannis Cespedes opts out of a three-year, $75 million deal. And the world is asking themselves, should the Mets give this guy the money? And at the time, I 100% wanted them to re-sign Cespedes. I thought he was their best player and was the way to go. I thought he was their primetime player of the future. This is the guy they needed. The history of the Mets needs a guy in the middle of the order like a Mike Piazza, like a Daryl Strawberry. And I thought Cespedes was next in line to be the next great Met. So Cespedes opts out and the Mets end up giving him a four-year, $110 million deal, which at the time, I thought he was worthy of. I mean, how many guys make that big of an impact during a trade? He was traded to them and he led them to the world. World Series. That's like when the Brewers traded for CC Sabathia. When you make those kind of trades and those guys have that much impact on your team, you can't let them go. And then the next year, he got even better. He had 31 home runs. I mean, this guy was an all-star. He was the best player on the Mets. They could not have let him go. I don't understand people who blame the Mets for giving this guy the money. He was their absolute best player. If he had walked out the door, so would the Mets' World Series 
increased chances. I think it's super easy in hindsight to look back at these big deals and say, this is so ridiculous. First off, the fact that this deal was only four years, I think is a pretty good indication of the Mets making a savvy move. They didn't give Cespedes a six or seven or eight year deal. They got him on a short term deal. They gave him the money. But there's no way I would put this on the list of the worst contracts ever given because this isn't one of those longer term deals. This isn't Barry Zito going to the San Francisco Giants and being a shell of himself. This was a guy who performed for the New York Mets and then the Mets gave him a big deal and it didn't work out due to injuries and other mishaps. There were no other options for the New York Mets. They needed that power hitter and Cespedes was their only option so they ended up paying him that much money. I don't look at that contract as a terrible contract. In hindsight, yes it is. But at the time, he was coming off of his best season and he was going to walk away for nothing. The Mets needed to give him that deal. And during the next four years is when all the ridiculousness started to happen. He started to have injuries. There started to have been concerns about whether or not he cares about baseball. There's talks of him playing golf while he's injured. It's not a good look, but the red flags were not there. This was a guy that the Mets traded for and immediately got them to within a game of the World Series. There was a time where the Mets had Matt Harvey, Yoenis Cespedes, Noah Syndergaard, Zach Wheeler, all this young pitching. They were destined to win the World Series and Yoannis Cespedes looked like he was going to be that big bat that was going to get them there. They had all the young pitching. They needed the hitter and Yoannis Cespedes was the right guy at the right time and they got to within Game 7 of the World Series against the Kansas City Royals. But even after they lost that game, there were so many people who thought this was going to be an historical run for the New York Mets. They should have had a long run of success with all that young pitching and then they locked in Yoannis Cespedes I mean, at some point, you've got to blame the organization for some things that went wrong. This is not all on Yoenis Cespedes. I really think that the one red flag of his career is the four teams in nine years. That's a red flag. I mean, he was good in Oakland. Why did they give up on him? Then the Red Sox get him, and then the Tigers get him, and then they immediately ship him away. I mean, this is a guy who looked like to be a building block, a primetime player, yet teams moved on from him. Fence of Cespedes. He's not the first Met of this era to not get along with the team or the media. I mean, think about all the Mets issues during this era. The Matt Harvey incidents, the Noah Syndergaard back and forth with the organization. The Mets have not gotten it right culturally within their organization. Three of their top four players of this era have not gotten along with the team. Cespedes, Syndergaard, and Matt Harvey. Jacob deGrom seems to be the only happy camper amongst that group of players. I mean, some people have to look at that and say that's the biggest red flag of them all. The Mets are not doing enough as an organization to keep their house in check. They're not. There's so many incidents within this team. We know way too much about this team. Yes, it's partially on Matt Harvey. It's partially on Noah Syndergaard. And it's mostly on Cespedes. But the team is not doing enough to protect their star players. You're not hearing this news about Aaron Judge. You're not hearing this news about Glaber Torres. You're not hearing this news about 
Giancarlo Stanton, they're getting along with their organization. The Mets have not been getting along with their star players for the past decade now, since maybe David Wright and Jacob DeGrom, they get along with him because they paid him. But again, Noah Syndergaard has had so many issues within the organization. Matt Harvey, it ruined him. Again, that was the media and the organization. And now with Cespedes, he's opting out of the baseball season partially due to COVID, but some about the money and about where the team is headed. He's looking at that team and saying, wow, I don't like the direction of this team. If Cespedes were the only Met of this era to have a problem with the Mets, I would probably be more mad at him, but he's not. There's so many other names who have had issues with where the organization is headed. Again, Matt Harvey, how did that not work out? Noah Syndergaard doesn't get along with the team at all, has demanded trades in the past, and now Cespedes. Other baseball teams are not having the same amount of issues with their star players that the Mets are having. That's the red flag, is that the organization is not very stable at this point. And my fear is that you're going to have some of the same issues with Pete Alonso, their star player who broke a rookie home run record. Down the line, is he going to want to be a member of the New York Mets when he's seeing all the instability of the organization? I mean, this is a team that just named Carlos Beltran as their manager, and then when the stealing scandal happened, they had to fire him right away. Not a lot of right has gone with the Mets this past decade. Not a lot of good, and for a while, Yoenis Cespedes was a huge good that happened. He fell on their lap, he became their star player, and got them to within a game of winning the World Series. So while I get that he's the villain of the moment, I don't think he's the only one who had issues within this organization. Again, Matt Harvey, Noah Syndergaard, and Cespedes, they've all had issues with the Mets. It's a Mets problem more than it is a Cespedes problem. You have to look at it and wonder, why is Jacob deGrom the only one that's happy being a New York Met? They develop so much young talent. Again, Matt Harvey, Noah Syndergaard, Zach Wheeler, all that young pitching, and Jacob deGrom is the only one who's still there and still happy. Syndergaard's there, but he's probably on the way out soon. Yoenis Cespedes is gone. Why was no one happy being a Met during this era? That's something that we need to look at and wonder why. And I think the reason why is the instability of the organization. It's an unstable organization. They need to start modeling themselves like the Dodgers and like the Yankees become more stable and contend more. Again, 2015 World Series within a game. 2016, they're good. These past few years have been an up and down roller coaster. Going back to Cespedes, though, we love to characterize athletes as good, great, or bad. And Cespedes is in this weird in-between of, like, I don't really know where to categorize Yoenis Cespedes. I think for a year or two, he was a superstar, but his run was so small. I mean, he has an eight-year run of being a productive Major League Baseball player, and then due to injuries, he's no longer that same guy. And now because of those controversies, that's all that we think about when we think about Yoenis Cespedes is the controversies. We're going to think about the guy who played golf when he was injured, and we're going to think about the guy who left his team in the middle of a pandemic without telling anyone. When Mets fans name their favorite Mets of all time, it's probably going to be a long time before they list Cespedes, but to me, he was an entertaining player. I mean, this guy had a rifle of an arm. He was a power hitter. He was that primetime player that the Mets needed, and he led them to within a game of winning the World Series. And there is 
is a part of me that thinks if that guy didn't get injured, the Mets would have been contending for longer than they did because at the time, he was a superstar player. I mean, the Mets have been riddled with injuries too. They've had their issues. Syndergaard and of course the David Wright injury. How different would Mets history be if David Wright had been healthy most of his career? He might be a Hall of Fame player and the Mets might have been able to finally win a World Series since 2000. I mean, for as bad as the Mets have been, they've also been crazily unlucky. I mean, David Wright was a franchise player who was on a Hall of Fame path and was probably on the way to becoming the greatest Met hitter of all time, and then he gets injured, and he's never the same again. I think another thing you can criticize the Mets for doing is not re-signing Daniel Murphy. I think there are some people that think that they should have picked Daniel Murphy over Cespedes. Daniel Murphy leaves the Mets and then becomes one of the best hitters in the National League for the rival Washington Nationals. I mean, that really hurt me at the time. Daniel Murphy was coming off a 2015 World Series where he looked like an October hero and the Mets were probably like, this guy won't maintain that success. And then he goes to the Nationals, he becomes a 300 hitter and becomes one of the best hitters in the National League. I mean, his run of being a productive player has outlasted Cespedes. That's the funny part. The sad thing about Yoenna Cespedes is all the good that he did for baseball is now going to be erased. I mean, again, 2015 got the Mets within a game of winning the World Series. This guy randomly won two home run derbies. Not that I really care about those, but that is something that he accomplished. There are good times and bad times with Cespedes, but I think most fans now will remember the bad times. He's basically erased all the goodwill he had within the organization. Again, if he had just opted out of the season, told the team before the season began, nobody would care that Yoannis Cespedes is not playing. He was coming back from an injury. We all would have been like, yeah, that kind of makes sense for Cespedes to take this year off, recover, and then come back next year with a new team and try to solidify his spot within baseball. But now he's completely tarnished his reputation and his future in baseball is shrouded in mystery. What team is going to take a chance on a guy who's not not going to work well with his team, not even going to tell them when he's going to leave them during a pandemic. It's not a good look right now to abandon your teammates during this time. I don't know if this is a fair viewpoint or not, but there's so many people out there that think the Mets desperately needed Yoenis Cespedes. They needed that big bat. There were so many people depending on him to become that primetime player again and lead the Mets back to the promised land. Again, whether or not they're living in denial that he's not that same guy, there were so many Mets fans and the Mets themselves were depending on this guy to return to form and the fact that he just ups and leaves them is going to drive a ton of them mad and again it's going to ruin his reputation this isn't just some guy leaving the team this is somebody who all these people think of as the savior of the 2015 Mets that's their guy that's a guy who they know if he can get going this team can be good because they have that history of him being a great player for the Mets that's what they think his future was going to be. Again, I think some of those people are in denial. I don't think Cespedes is that same guy, but I think there's so many people that depended on and needed Yoenis Cespedes. As Mets fans, as 
as the Mets. We looked at him and we thought, wow, if this guy can ever get it going again, the Mets will return to form. They looked at him as like a savior type, and now they look at him as evil because he abandoned their team at a time when they need him badly in that lineup. I mean, for so many people now that he's given up on the Mets season, there are probably a ton of fans that are now giving up on the Mets season. Pete Alonso has not gotten up to a good start. I mean, Jacob DeGrom, they still have him, but I think there were so many people thought that this season would be different because now Yoenis Cespedes gets to be a DH. He doesn't have to play in the field. All he has to do is hit. This season could be magical, and again, it turned bad like most things with the Mets during this era. I also feel like there's just a group of people who are in a denial of where the Mets are right now. Yes, they have Pete Alonso, one of the best hitters in the league, and yes, they have Jacob DeGrom, one of the best pitchers in the league, but they're full of a bunch of guys. They were relying on a bunch of guys who aren't the same guys that they used to be. Robinson Cano comes to mind. Robinson Cano, me growing up, Robinson Cano was one of the best second basemen I've ever seen. He was great defensively, and he was a monster hitter. He's no longer that same guy, and now he's getting regular at-bats with the Mets. That's what the Mets are to me. They get these guys and they're not those same guys and you're expecting Robinson Cano to produce for you? That's not going to happen. And the same thing with Cespedes. Even though we saw him do great things in a Mets uniform, I don't think that was going to happen this season. He was going to be a shell of himself. It didn't hurt that he hit that walk-off home run to begin the season, but he wasn't going to be able to do that all year long because the truth of the matter is He's not the same Yoannis Cespedes who led us within a game of winning the World Series in 2015. You were living in a dream world if you ever thought he was going to be half as good as he was during 2015 and 2016. I think the best you could have expected from Yoannis Cespedes was maybe 15 home runs in 60 games, and he could have been a decent hitter for you, but he wasn't going to be that superstar player that most people remember. And that's what I think angers people the most is because they think they're losing that Yoannis Cespedes. You're not. You're losing a guy who was a shell of himself. I look back at 2015 very fondly because that guy just came out of nowhere and led the Mets to that World Series run. Like He just became a better player than he ever was before and then he brought it again in 2016. I mean, those that year and a half, 2015 and all of 2016, was a magical run for me. I look at that time and I look at it fondly. The rest of it just did not work out. The four-year contract didn't work out. And this is one of the worst endings to a star Mets career ever. I mean, this guy was their best player for a year and a half. He was their superstar player. And this ending is super sad. He didn't even tell the team he was opting out of the season. That's how he feels about the Mets. That's something that angers me so much is that these current Mets players don't think great things about the Mets. Again, they've all had their issues. Harvey, Syndergaard, Cespedes, they don't think very highly of the Mets. The Mets need to go back to being an organization that people think highly of. Give them the common courtesy of saying, hey, I don't want to play this baseball season. Him not telling them says more to me about the Mets than it does about Cespedes. I'll say this though, if he had stayed, he would have never returned to that Yoenis Cespedes that we 
knew from 2015 and 2016 and people who thought that that was going to happen again. You're living in a dream world. You were never going to get that Yoannis Cespedes back. That guy is gone. Maybe he could have hit 15 homers in 60 games, but that was the best outcome. He was never going to lead the Mets to the promised land again. Overall, when you look back at the career of Yoannis Cespedes, you'll say to yourselves, he's one of the most entertaining players ever. He was a must-watch at bat. He had a rifle of an arm. He was a fun guy to watch play the game of baseball, but he was a complicated figure who ended his career as a Met on a very bad note. I hope he gets a third act. I hope he comes back with another team, but now that seems more unlikely than ever. As quickly as Yoannis Cespedes rose to fame with the Mets, he left them even faster. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm Cam McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, so please rate, review, and subscribe. 